it's me, Space Tomato. And we're here for another episode of the Launch Sequence Podcast, episode 93. And my guest today, <laughs> my guest today has got so the laughs. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Just laughing. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Star Streams. Thank you for joining me today. It's going to be a comedy episode, apparently. Oh my um, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. How you doing? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm great. Thank you. Sorry about that. I, I found that really funny and I don't know why. You're so professional. <laughs> yeah. You're like doing the whole countdown and everything, like a proper, you know, launch. And then sequence. you just come in and you're like, hello. And ruin it. Hello there, General <laughs> Kenobi. No, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun to start uh, out in different ways. Today we start out with a little bit more excitement. Um, yeah. So today I've got my friend Starstreams on, does some YouTube, does some content creation, does a lot of cool stuff. And uh, we've had a talk. Uh, last year, actually, I think it was like first half of last year, we had a good talk, just a general sort of conversation. But today, I wanted to jump more into gameplay coming to Star Citizen, um, specifically looking at the new locations that they're working on, which they've done in the past, but now it's a little bit different. And there's a lot of opportunities here. So I wanted to have Starstreams come on and talk about those opportunities. Thanks for joining me today, though. Thank you for inviting me onto your amazing podcast. And no sorry about my camera. It's a bit weird. Camera looks great. For those of, for those of you who are listening on the audio version, just imagine in your mind, the camera looks great, and uh, yeah. we'll move on with it. Yeah. No, really, your camera does yeah. look fine, though. Uh, occasionally, <laughs> the internet makes it a little blurry, but I'll watch out for the rainbow puke. Oh, that might be a good thing, though. Blur so, me a bit. Yeah. Well, no, we don't want blur. We want that crystal clear. <laughs> we want to see every detail, every, every single hair. Um, oh, no. So, Star Streams, tell us a little bit about the content you make, um, getting into Star Citizen, where you've come from, and how you got here. Oh, uh, well, I am an industrialist on Star Citizen, so I love all of those types of game loops. So we're talking about salvage, we're talking about mining, we're talking about other mining. Just, just generally like that. I'm not a PvP as such, so anything that's not PvP, essentially. Okay. Bit of trade, maybe here and, and there. And how how long <laughs> have you been playing? Oh, coming on to about three years now. Um, pretty much solid throughout that three years as well. I haven't really dipped out of it since I started. So, so yeah, I'm when not a you, dipper. There's lots of dippers. When you uh, found Star Citizen, were you already making content, or was Star Citizen a catalyst in that? process no i was already making content on survive and thrive so it's like survival games and and things like that so um okay. stranded deep and stuff like that and then and then i got into kind of i've always liked sci-fi and space and stuff so i discovered elite dangerous and then from there i discovered i leapfrogged to star citizen elite dangerous was good fun i enjoyed elite yeah. dangerous for like a good six months but i really needed to get out of my ship that was that was the thing that kind of <laughs> that took me away from it. I was like, I can't just sit here all the. I've never played a game where I couldn't walk around. That's always been right. Just like part of the games I played. I was a big console gamer, so that was disappointing. I'm glad they added it to it now, but it does sound like that's been a troublesome addition for them. It's it's not the best thing that's happened to a game ever. To be fair, yeah, yeah. yeah at least they're trying. <laughs> at least they're trying. Yeah. Yeah, they are, and I hope they continue. It's it's looking iffy, uh, but I do hope that Star Citizen needs competition, right? Like, and people will say Starfield is competition, but Starfield's a single player game. Like, Star Citizen needs other space games that are multiplayer to keep pushing it to try new things and and keep progressing. So I do hope Elite Dangerous sticks yeah. around and does a good job. 
Yeah. Yeah, that would be that can only be a good thing for the for the genre in general. And, and yeah. we need to see more space games, like top top level space games um being considered and pushed and yeah. All the space. Great. Uh what are you playing these days? Are you playing Star Citizen what mostly? Diverse. Star Citizen. Oh my god. Um I'm I'm going through Red Dead Redemption Two at the moment, the whole campaign of Red Dead Redemption Two. I that game is a masterpiece. Absolute masterpiece. And it's a it's a crime that Rockstar aren't giving it more love, to be honest. They're focusing so much on GTA, which I guess is the cash cow, but oh, what a great game, you know? Just to, you can lose yourself in the immersion, which is what I want from Star Citizen, by the way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's... Oh, it's, it's, it's just, that's what I love the most about it. It's just so great. You can just, if you want, you know, you can just sit in the middle of a field and groom your horse. And like, that's the game, isn't it? And then go hunting for like wild berries and like, you know, that's, the game is not designed for that, but that's just one day you just decide, I'm going to go and find all the different types of berries in this field. Yeah. Great gameplay, you know? I am... That's what um, I want. Sadly, I never played the game, actually. I've seen a lot of it, and I know it, it is an amazing game, but I kind of got lost when um, they didn't bring it to PC immediately. I, it ended, I was waiting for it to come to PC, and like I yeah. think I held out for like eight months, and I just was too excited. I was like, I want to see this game, so I started watching it on YouTube, and whenever I watch a game get played through, it does take away some of my interest in playing it myself, so I just never got around to it after that with star citizen starting to get more playable around the same time um but i've yeah. heard really good things i i would highly recommend it i think it's a beautiful brilliant game and it is immersive and you end up getting sucked into the story the other game i've looked at recently which i was considering doing is um oh, i can't i can't remember what it's called now oh metro exodus which uh, people have been uh, raving about yeah but um I, yeah you like that i actually just started you like, that one you played it oh really okay yeah yeah, yeah. So it's on sale at the moment. So I thought, oh, I'll grab that one. Oh, also the price point, I guess, on Red Dead, it was like 50-something pounds when it first came out, which was crazy, crazy money. But I guess that's the price of games these days, right? I mean, it's higher yeah. now. Well, they, yeah. They were starting at yeah. 60 back then. Now it's all $70 starting price for those oh, bigger games. Yeah, I mean. But, but I guess you can sink many, many hours into these modern games, whereas before it was like three or four hours gameplay. Well, but the thing is, now I'm, I'm fine with... I'm fine with paying a lot of money for a game. I just, I wish they would stick to one, maybe two ways of monetizing it, you know? Like, if you're going to charge full price for the game at 70 bucks, then I would like to see less of the, oh, you got to pay for a battle pass to get all the content kind of stuff. Where, oh, yeah, I mean, I'd right, be willing yeah. to pay, like, if you told me there was a game that sells for 60 bucks and there's, like, a battle pass and everything, and they said, yes, no matter what, we have to do the battle pass. We have to do all of this stuff in order to fund the game. I'd be like, okay, charge thirty, charge me thirty bucks more, and I'll pay that up front and not have to deal with that stuff. But um, are we going to get a battle pass for Star Citizen? <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, aren't we? Aren't we playing the ultimate battle pass with with, with <laughs> ships? It's the ship battle pass, and we've got a new season every year for the last six years. <laughs> crazy! It's crazy. It, yeah well i'm be, sure we're going to go into detail on this but uh i i'm yeah star citizen's an interesting beast it is it's a it's a hard one to consider with almost every aspect because of the way that it's been built and funded speaking of star citizen though let's uh let's dive into the topic yes. for the day so <laughs> you said that you are an industrial player right 
um, what would you say are like the three main things that you do in the game? Like if you jump into the game a fresh week and you want to do something, do you go through a list of possibilities or is there just kind of something that you choose every time? Uh, rock mining is my favorite thing in the world. So that will always be number one, if it works, which uh, is, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, I, I really enjoy those little uh, delivery missions with the mule. There's something about the mule that's really fun. Where you pick up the packages, put them on the mule, drive your mule into you know into your ship. I know it's a long. You could might as well just use a Pisces and just throw it straight in the Pisces. But something about using a mule. What's the purpose of the mule, by the way? Moment. It's, it's it got what a, you're a saying. Forklift. You carry some boxes. Well, that's basically it. I, maybe it's future proofing for something, but yeah, I love yeah, the mule. It, well, it's fun. So that I think that's actually a pretty good. Uh, lead into like the first major locations that we're looking at today like i said so we're, we're mm -hmm. talking about the the combination of gameplay and these locations and i think actually a good use for the mule would be something like these new underground bunkers or these underground facilities we're seeing which have clearly a lot of space to walk around a lot of distance to go and obviously nowhere to fly a ship i think that is somewhere where something like a mule would be more useful yeah you're just looking for that you're just looking for that loop with cargo where you've got physicalized cargo sat on a bay somewhere. You drive up with a forklift, pick it up, scoop it across, put it into your cargo, <laughs> it's a hauler, whatever it may be. Yeah. Fly out, go somewhere else, take, take the cargo out with a mule or whatever. You know, that's no. what you're looking for. We're not quite there, but it's the early stages, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, because the challenge is like they have to make it so that there is enough space in between wherever that box is and your ship that you can't just land the ship right next to it and walk in and walk out. Hmm. How are they planning on stacking cargo in ships with a, another vehicle? How is that actually working? Because you've got the clipping, clipping into place, haven't you? Yeah. But unless the mule, I'd, I'm just assuming the mule is one of them, but there, there's got to be another, there's got to be something else that allows you to lift things up and put them on top. Here's what I want to see. I want to see a variant of the rock with instead of a mining tool a tractor beam on it i think that would be really nice for for oh, loading yeah. ships like how you're saying that would be cool yeah that would be cool well you could use the rock and just switch out the head but i guess it's a mining arm so you'd have to switch out the entire arm maybe actually that's a good point it could just be a utility mount because we know there yeah. are utility mounts on some of the ships where they've specifically said like yeah this could be a tractor beam but you could also put other things on this right I like think a pyro tool but i, I i've also I dropped. I did a video recent, recently about what I want to see in rock mining, and one of the things that I talked about was uh, switching out the heads on the mining arm for the rock for different types of minerals. Yeah. Um, and it would sort of lead into that where you just switch things out and multi-tool it. You know, it would mm -hmm. be, be pretty cool. I'd like that, especially it might actually make the rock DS useful. <laughs> uh the rock DS. We're not gonna. Hate that. It. Let, let's yeah. Let's let's Hate avoid it. that one today. That's a okay. such a weird one. Yeah. Um, okay, but you said you like the rock mining. You like yeah. the delivery missions. Yeah, give me a, give me a third option. Uh, I want to. I want to say salvage. Um, but it's quite skin thin in terms of gameplay at the moment, isn't it? I mean, you you're literally peeling. But uh, once they, I'm guessing they're bringing multi layers in. Once they start bringing those multi layers in, where you can salvage um components potentially then yeah. that's when it'll pique my interest i think 
yeah, you get on board. Otherwise, it's just paint stripping, out. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, salvaging, mining, box delivery missions—all things that I think could be applied to the different locations we've been we've been hearing about. Um, mm -hmm. With the underground facilities that we've seen specifically, do you? How do you see them possibly working? Say, mining into these locations. I think they've talked about like caves underneath the facilities. But like, what would you want to see them do with that? Would you want to see you have to go into the mineral, the caves and bring those mine or bring the goods out to that facility or take it all the mm. way out to a ship and fly it somewhere else? Like, what's your idea of a good mining loop when it comes to that location? The best possible mining loop for me would be around gems and it would be the ability to convoy grey cat rocks down into the mines, fill them up bring them back up and have, a, and have a transportation ship ready to load and then to go off and then mm. to sell at whatever location is the best price at that day. And yeah, we're talking about fluid kind of uh, commodity market, which yeah. is not a thing right now. But that would be altered because the majority of the caves that are in the game right now are just not wide enough or they're awkward or they don't have a stable floors so getting a rock in you can you can do it with a bit of work but the amount of times i get a great get rock stuck in a cave is just ridiculous and we need we need bigger wider mines and having these bigger wider facilities might actually encourage that so my ultimate gaming loop to answer your question is org style multi-crew mining where you're putting multiple uh gray cats down you're mining and you're bringing them up in a convoy situation like a two and a throw filling up a ship ready to go and off it goes and that would be amazing and then you can prep vehicles pre-mining at these at these underground facilities so you can actually go in and say right what do i need what, what, what how do i need to prep this vehicle to do what i need to do today so you look at the mining arm and you switch out the mining arm for whatever you need you maybe put a spare in the back or something or carry a spare in the ship and then you i don't know you have how many rocks are we going to need today how many um this that you know just planning ahead a bit of planning yeah, yeah. before you mine you know that's cool actually i didn't so like the idea of instead of just going there for a single mission spending like your whole game session down there just doing sandbox yeah. gameplay down there under ugf just like it was any other cave this is just like a more industrial cave owned by a company they give you a lease and you can go down there and start mining right that would and be you can you can take missions missions as well where um port olisar needs 200 Hadonite gems immediately and they'll pay us a fixed rate or whatever that's pretty competitive compared to what you would get anyway it's almost guaranteed it's locked in at that price whereas if we've got a fluid market that's moving up and down you might not necessarily guarantee that price so you you want to take a mission to lock that price in but it's a risk because they might then pay more if you don't lock the price in or they might pay less Right, yeah. Changing over time, that would be cool. We've already seen that they have timers on the missions for when they expire, so that'd be cool to like tie it in with that sort of lore. Mm. Um, I would love to see kind of building off of that. I'd love to see them introduce NPCs into that, so you could be, instead of doing the mining and then taking it up to a ship and flying it out somewhere, you could just be the one who does the mining, and then the NPCs, you'll drive back into that sort of main area, and NPCs will take it and load it wherever, and that could be another mission for somebody to actually come and pick that up and transport it, like a like a courier mission. But it oh, spawned because you already gave that cargo into the base. I don't trust NPCs to take my gems. <laughs> 
they'd glitch it into a wall, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'd, but at yeah, least they'd lose my hands. gems. You got paid. Yeah, you got paid. No, right, as long know. as I get the money first, and yeah. then the NPCs can do their they'll thing, get, and that's they'll fine. get reprimanded. They'll get they taken could, back to gray box. I mean, they they're just all stood on benches in Area 18 right now, so I don't know whether I trust them with my highly prized gems. But I, I will say, um, I I will say the idea is um, having that convoy of going in and out of caves and stuff will also encourage org gameplay because you're going to need security because you're dealing with a high volume of gems and high volume of value. So you're going to need security. So you can have a couple of people above you scanning the perimeters in their ships or, you know, you're going to have a hauler, driver, flyer, whatever you want to pilot, who's going to be, who's going to need an escort. So you're going to, this is great group activity gameplay. And um, if, if people don't like mining, that's fine. They could be security. If they don't like security, they can be the pilot. They could do the trade side of it. It's great. Perfect. That's my perfect well, game loop. So let's talk about that idea of doing, um, multiple types of gameplay in the same place let's say that mm. this was a underground facility that was only for um only for mining like you said would you still expect to say somebody be able to come there and get a job for fps security or something oh yeah for sure why not i mean miners will need to secure to be secure and security especially with um you know piracy uh and stuff like that I think you need it. I think people can come, you know, maybe it could well be that you can set your own contracts and say, we need a security guard or we need, you know, we need someone in a gladius to hover above us as we mine or something. I don't know. But it would be great if we could set our own contracts and people can respond. And then and the other, without going too far right on this, I'd love to see like a rating system, like a, you know, based on how people perform, people rate you, and then you have like an overall rating so you know who to trust. Someone's got like 58 votes against them and they've got a one out of five rating. Jeez. You're not going to employ them, are you? They got 58 votes against them. <laughs> like one rating. You'll be like, yeah, I'm not going to employ you. You're going to salve it, you know, yeah. do something dodgy. But if they've got a five or four out of five rating, then you can employ them. I like the idea of employing someone. Uh, and mm -hmm. giving them a, a set and negotiating a contract yourself i'm getting way ahead of myself here now <laughs> no i i agree with you there like being able to assign missions and i i'm constantly wondering how they're going to handle that because it could be as freeform as we're talking about you could say it, it could be linked to literally just a player you could mine something from a cave right let's say mm -hmm. forget underground facilities you go to a cave like you would normally do rock mining now you come out of that cave you create what we call a beacon right now a mission and say, come to this spot, pick up these five boxes, and sell them. Like, could we, could we organize all of the parameters of that mission so that that person comes to you, picks up the stuff, does what they're supposed to, and gets it to the station and sells it? Or would it have to be like, you do the mining in a UGF, the underground facility, and then you take it and turn it into that UGF, and that's what creates the mission for the player, you know? I, I mm -hmm. constantly wonder, like, how, how much flexibility will there be in that process yeah uh, hopefully uh, the, the more the better um where you can customize would would be awesome but that would also be quite i would imagine quite difficult to do yeah and maybe i mean <laughs> we, 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 we yeah they can't do the basics at the moment let alone those more complex things but i, I kind of feel like um those facilities are really they're, they're really exciting because the you know they they will tie into mining. I'm sure they have to if they're underground and, and oh, stuff yeah. like that. It's, they're going to tie into that. 
Yeah. And um, you know, it's interesting to see what they plan to where they plan to go with them and 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 where they're putting them. But, um, yeah, it it was um it is interesting to see how much they're building uh things into that that make them look kind of parallel to like cities or space stations. It almost feels like we're going to get refining based UGFs, we're going to get cargo based UGFs kind of like the space stations are and even like maybe refueling ones like um hmm. Actually, refueling is a good example of something that that would probably use that sort of a mission system because we're going to have to at some point say, hey, I'm stuck out in space. Come refuel me. That's like a basic form of mission giving, right? We're going to have a space rat situation and on our hands otherwise. But I, I, yeah, no, totally. And I mean, it makes sense that you have a refueling station underground with loads of tanks and, you know, storage facilities and stuff like that so you literally come in you know you can run a base of operations from there and go and help other people and stuff like that it's, yeah. it's it's pretty cool it's a definite cool alternative to having space stations yeah i really hope someday years and years from now when we have dynamic server meshing they can make those <laughs> underground facilities their own server so that years they can just pump npcs and stuff into there and like yeah. you actually like you said would be able to spend a whole session down there mining trading getting missions from people and stuff like that that's yeah that's going a little crazy but it like, is i really I'll like the idea of what you said just going down into the mines like hey this company owns mines there's a huge deposit on the planet you could go to that cave that's a couple kilometers off that's linked to the same system or you could yeah. go with the protection of this ugf yeah yeah but 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 it's gonna hurt your profit yeah, yeah, because they're going to take know, some of that. That is that's a, that's very cool. Um, what do you think of? Because we we talked about like the lower levels underground stuff that they've shown, but they actually showed lobbies and like corporate looking kind of areas on top, and it feels almost like they're just small cities in there. Like it's so much space. They've got their hangars and their landing pads and stuff. Um, yeah, how do you think they could use that upper area? I mean, the views are amazing from the windows, aren't they? You look out at <laughs> classic great star stuff. citizen. Good I know views. it's beautiful views. Yeah, yeah very, very area eighteen or whatever. But uh, I don't know. It's it's gonna have to make. I'd like to see some social stuff, but I bet they do like bars and stuff like that because they've got to try and bring people together. It's all about bringing people together, isn't it? In these yeah. sort of places, but, uh, it's going to be interesting. I would imagine there'll be shops and stuff like that, like places to buy stuff. I would uh, probably see restaurants there or something. Uh, if it's going to be a city, maybe even it's going to be Habs as well. Well, it would be interesting to see if they combined it with building interiors. Mm. Well, not, yeah. Not sure how it's that would go. Be, but. No, I'd, I, I think they should be off offices or, well, mind you, no one works in an office anymore, do they? So, so Everybody's working from home in 2950. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I don't know to be honest. I haven't seen too much of 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 this. Just this, just this video that they've dropped yeah, recently, yeah. but uh, it's going to be very interesting. It's something different to what they already have. I think that's pretty important, though. Yeah, it's the old they... the old facilities in comparison are tiny, almost useless. I mean, it's like a two or three room setup, almost all looking the same. Not much variety, even like. You remember the turrets, the um, stationary turrets they put outside the underground facilities? Right, yeah, yeah. Have you ever used one? No. <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, oh, I've just thought of a game loop they can use for those new buildings. See, I Okay. Hacking computer terminal in an office. You go through the office, there'll be security walking around, walking into the walls or whatever they do. And then you can sort of 
stealth your way through to get to a big computer terminal and then you can hack the computer terminal. Sounds like that microtech mission from uh, Sitcom 2019. Mm -hmm. Was that 2019? Mm -hmm. I think it was in CitizenCon when they did the whole microtech sneak in and hack, get some stuff and then get out. Did you see that one? No. No? Oh, yeah. That no. was a... That was one of those things that people will, will kind of quote as, hey, you showed this at CitizenCon. It was a cool mission. It had all this stuff in it, and we still don't have it. Um, that would be a good spot for them to start testing that out, though. You're right. Hacking, but if you're getting gonna, in there. if you're going to do this, you go massive on it. Right? You don't do little stupid things. You, you take a contract. <laughs> it's worth $5 million, right, or something like that, but it's nearly impossible. And it needs like forty-eight people to to succeed. I don't Whoa. know something like that. I, <laughs> Just bringing a hundred in there. One hundred and twenty people to succeed. <laughs> we gotta, the whole server is going to need to help with this Guys, mission, please. Come over and do this mission. No, I, but it, you need to. It's like a maze, and you've got stealth. And there's so many guards. It's a little bit like Orison, but like times ten. You know. Yeah. And they don't get stuck in walls or elevators. Is, I do. Is that kind of yeah. I do wonder when I'm looking at these, I think the one that they showed in this Inside Star Citizen this week, I think it might have been a medium-sized UGF, but also they did say that they were working on large ones already. So this could be the largest one. But I do wonder when you take one of those, these are big spaces, a lot of hallways, a lot of different areas. How many people, they are not getting into the gameplay aspects of it so far, which is why we're having this podcast, so we could speculate. Um, yeah. But I wonder like, how many people do they expect are, are these two to three people missions in a squad? Is this like you're bringing in a dropship with cutlass steel and like there's like 12 people with you? Like it, it'd be nice to get an idea of what kind of size gameplay we can expect from these areas. I mean, if they're big facilities, they've got to be big gameplay. They've, they've got to be like, I don't right. know, they've got to put something in there. I, I would, I just, they, they got to be big, but you got to also think like if there's what, let's say off, just off the bat. 10 of these around Stanton. If you're talking eight person missions and, and each and somebody is running a mission at each one of those, that's 80 people. It's like the whole server. So it's yeah. kind of like how, how big can you make them? How many players can you make them for? And are you even, are you really thinking about the current gameplay or are these being made in plans for server meshing when there's going to be more people in the area? Well, that's, they're, they're already clearly doing server meshing kind of plans, aren't they? They're doing the, yeah. the foundation, so they're thinking way ahead. Yeah. So it could it could be something to do with server meshing and, and and thinking about the bigger picture and having these bigger facilities as like a template to then copy paste forward. But uh, yeah, it's it's I I I got I got this awful feeling that they're not going to do anything with them. I got this awful feeling they'll just be big open spaces and they'll be like, you make your own gameplay with it. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that is some of the discourse surrounding them is that um hey we've seen this before cig introduces locations and then they talk about imagining and and you know uh, thinking about what you could do and all the possibilities of them do you feel like this is cargo decks 2.0 were you here when they did right. cargo decks the first time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it could yeah it could be I, I yeah maybe i i um I still think they're going to leave them empty and hollow and just say to people, if you want to take control of them, take control of them. They're yours. Use them as your hub or whatever. And then, you know, get, yeah, I don't, it's, it's a difficult one on that one. I don't, I don't know. I, it's definitely going to be something to do with industri industry and industrial start side of things, whatever they do. But it, like you say, it's speculation, isn't it? We, we just don't know at this point what, 
yeah the future holds for them there's definitely like alternate passages like even in the early white box phase we're at right now they're already showing like this is a hatch where you might be able to cut in and sneak past everybody so clearly there's some like espionage combat sort of yeah. stealth gameplay that they're planning for in there and i would hope it could that be, would mean missions oh my god it could be steal a ship go in there steal a ship get it out mm. that would be cool right or steal a 32 a scu ship. cargo crate full of uh pico plushies yeah oh my god i would love that that would be my favorite <laughs> game loop i do that that's my that's my new favorite game loop imagine it, imagine. it could be go in there it's got to be something stealth you could do something stealth this massive facility go in there Stay undercover, loads of guards everywhere, and find this one thing. They talk about that. Yeah, in the episode today, they or yesterday, they, they talk about how, you know, hey, you might need to get into these cargo crates and take something specific that we wanted from in there. I'm just imagining somebody flying away with a caterpillar, blowing up. You just see thousands of Picos raining down from the sky. Mission would be failed. Or like a GTA, black and white, yeah. wasted. Failed, wasted. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been talking about for the longest time having uh i'm feeding i'm, I'm going somewhere with this <laughs> having a, a black stone gem or like a black gem that's like worth ridiculous amounts of money that's super rare you only see it once every month or whatever it's just incredibly rare and it's that like yeah moment when you, yeah. you know the gold rush kind of adrenaline vibe thing that you find rare thing i'm wondering if you can do something like that and then put it into those facilities like you can only sell it at those specific facilities you know or store it holy crap you know what i didn't think of we're doing we're doing persistent hangers where you can store stuff but we've only been thinking about those hangers in terms of space stations and cities but what if they're doing persistent hangers in ugfs as well and they allow players to store stuff there to drive economy yeah, I guess. Or is that too I guess much? where I was, well, where I was going with it was like if if player storage was there, then people could break in and steal stuff. But that that actually that'd be too. I don't think people would like that. Like if you if you didn't have guaranteed safety for your stuff in those areas, I think that would probably hurt the game more yeah. than help it. Yeah, it's a bit like those survival games where you build a base, but it's never one hundred percent fully safe, right? And you. And then you, you're going to get looted anyway, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. There's no point in building a base then. I think player yeah. bases might be like that, but these other these facilities are probably going to be like, no, nah, if you're storing something there, it's good. Either way. I, I, w- I would like it to feed into the economy. I, w- I think if there's a, a, a global, oh, I don't want to say global, that's the wrong word. If there's a universal shortage of quantanium, flash up a message. Guys, deliver quantanium to this location immediately. Otherwise, we're all going to run out of quantanium and we're all stuck in space. Yeah, I think we'll do that. I think, we'll, I think they will definitely be linked to the economy. They'll probably be what, they, what they're calling economic nodes that like produces and consumes resources. And that might be just what the cargo gameplay is related to that. Every single mm-hmm. one of these places in every system is going to need regular shipments of stuff. So you might go into your mission contract manager, look at courier missions and see like, 80 missions you can take because every single facility needs a delivery and you're just like okay i like the one on this planet i'll fly the, I'll, I'll deliver to that one but we'll see I, if they do that we'll see if they do that um so the underground facilities are cool they're nice they're fun how about yeah, different building interiors though they've been going over that a lot recently and in my opinion they're more ambitious than i thought they were going to be 
What are your thoughts on that location so far? Well, I don't, I haven't seen too much about that. I think the um, the building interiors. If you just just give me a summary as to what your position on it, and, I, and then I'll tell you mine because I don't know too much about that. <laughs> a little reminder. Well, they did show it on a um, one of their little like 4.0 special preview episodes of ISC mm. a couple of weeks ago, and it seemed like building interiors were the primary method they want to expand cities. So we've we've always had cities all the way back in 2018 when Lorville was introduced. We've always had landing zones that were like massive cities but then a very small explorable area. And we've kind of known they were going to expand, but never really knew how. They've talked a little bit about possibly having unique player um, uh, housing, but we didn't know how they were going to fit that into these cities. And then they're bringing out building interiors. And my big takeaway from that is that it's not just the fact that the building interiors are changing, but it's adding different types of buildings. So like one of the things we saw was a large complex that hosted multiple hangars that would, in their own words, connect like maybe underground or through passageways or through uh, across bridges to multiple other buildings where you would Mm -hmm. have offices, you'd have player housing, you'd have the opportunity for missions maybe. And it almost sounded like they were just straight up talking about mini cities or expanding cities out to have these sort of central areas and um i think it's incredibly ambitious i'm I'm excited to see what they do with it because it does sound sort of like a a parallel production to these underground facilities it's just more of that same gameplay from underground facilities but in a different environment in corporate environments in uh civilian city-based environments so i find it interesting for the variety mainly um Mm. but what, what what do you get from it I mean, there's definite copy paste going on at the moment, particularly like with all the bunkers, like all the bunkers, a lot of the buildings are very copy paste. So if they can bring anything to it that's a bit different and unique and quirky, that's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? Really? Yeah, it it does. It's also nice that um, they're upgrading the buildings because they've realized that they were too small for this initiative. So they're like upgrading the buildings to actually have the space on the inside. Like Lorville, I think, is the first one with 319. Do you think... Do you think that they always knew they would have to upgrade the buildings and they were just like, we'll just have these here for now as that sort of pre-alpha implementation placeholder? Or do you think they changed their mind and now they're like, oh, crap, we got to update things? No, they've changed their mind. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I, I think they've just... They're, I mean, you only have to look at 318 patch and how that's panning out to see that they're kind of more reactive than proactive in a lot of stuff. Like, well, oh no, think, that's broken and that's broken now, so we've got to do this. And I think, that's broken, so we've got to do this. I think 318 is a different story because that's like technology based, right? As opposed to this is just a design change. Because they, they, they did talk about expanding cities before. So they had yeah. the idea of expanding cities, maybe just not it, through buildings. It sounds like you think it was, a, you feel like it's a bigger picture thing. But I, I honestly, I think they've probably just not, they've done it and then they've realized, oh, actually, this isn't quite right. So we might have to make some changes. I mean, they've done it with ships, mm-hmm. where they've, yeah. Built, yeah, they've done design ships and then they've changed the design of the ship because it's not functional in a certain way. So why would they not do that with the buildings as well? It's just, yeah, I think, I think they're reacting more than anything else. So in that case, are you worried that they might do it again? Yeah. I mean, they, they yeah. 
that's that it's a general it's a, it's a big concern of mine for star citizen in general is that they go in one direction and they change the direction and go in a different direction because they didn't foresee something or you know the, there's a reactionary situation going on that you know i i that's just a i think that's just a, a widespread concern i have with it mm-hmm. um it seems to be a pattern so yeah what kind of feeds in what kind of, if we were talking about mining with underground facilities, what, what's something that you would be more interested in seeing with these buildings in cities? Um, I don't think it's really something that's um, overly exciting. I mean, if it leads into, if it leads into, the, I think it's more likely to lead into the deliveries where you deliver things. And I, I just feel like, um, I don't know if they're going to be designed for mining. 100%. I think they're more designed yeah. for cargo and storage and that area, to be honest. So assassinations. Assassinations and hacking. Yeah. I yeah. think, I feel like Siege of Orson kind of gave us a taste of where they're going with it, with the buildings going in there, fighting people in the buildings, and you've got like bars and offices <laughs> and stuff. It's all about fighting. There is a lot of combat. Do you think the game is too combat focused? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But you know, I'm not, I, I know that's very controversial. It's a very controversial subject. And uh, PvP is fine. It's part of the game loop. It makes me think as a miner, like, what do I need to do to protect myself? Which is great. I have no problem with PvP, but I think it feels like a lot of their, a lot of CRG's decisions recently have been around PvP kind of related stuff. Mm. But uh, I worry that they alienate the industrial people, the people that like prospector mining and mining and not so much salvage because they've got their it's a new exciting game loop but i well, worry that that will go the same way what do you think of the mining updates coming up <laughs> um hmm yeah not okay i mean the, the, the scanning the, the changes where you have to use the v scan uh for rock mining i get i get why they've done that but um it takes away some of the elements that I used to enjoy for rock mining, which was to fly low and hard in a ship, spin around 180 degrees when you get a hit, zoom right in on the node, see what it is, excitement. Now we're just hovering above, looking down, and just V-scanning every little thing. It's not exciting. It's not, it's not what I... It's Wait, not so what it you're saying they're making it so you can't detect the minerals with the regular ping anymore? You can you can protect you can uh, you can see them with the regular pings, but now um, I don't know whether they broke the field of view. I think they did in three one eight patch, but I don't know whether that's been fixed or not, or that's part of the the turnover. But now they're encouraging people to use the V scan instead rather than the ping um, to to kind of rock mine. And I don't know how I feel about that because I think it's um, a bit of a it brings it in line with prospector mining to a degree, but. Yeah, it just slows the gameplay down. It's not as quick and, you know, exciting as it used to be. I think I missed that. I didn't actually know they were updating anything with the rock mining. Yeah, well, just purely the scanning. And obviously they brought some good stuff in alongside it, so it's not all doom and gloom, but the the move all button, which we love. We absolutely love the move all button. Yeah, that was nice uh, with the inventory stuff. Yeah, that's a big win. And uh, the, you know, I don't have to use voice attack anymore, so that's good. Do you feel like the mining updates, the missions they're bringing, and then like the salvage stuff, um, and the cargo refactor, 
is that starting to dilute the gameplay more in a better direction or is it does it still feel overwhelmingly like it's just combat additions on top of all that stuff no i think it brings another layer but 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 there's a lot of focus on the combat which um i'm not so into although i have been getting more pvp orientated recently but i feel like it's been forced upon me if i want to continue playing <laughs> star citizen i'll tell you what but, i i do combat a lot but i never touch pvp I mean, I'd be interested in it, and I think I'd probably do more of it in, like, Arena Commander and stuff. I just never mm. end up in situations of PvP unless I'm doing, like, a dynamic event. Um, yeah. But it, but combat's easy. So I guess it makes sense that they've, they've kind of um, relied on it for so long. Yeah. And, 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 and it's very popular. People, you know, it's ultimately, is, well, this Star Citizen is kind of an MMO, isn't it, in a way? And... You, you've got to have that pvp element in there otherwise it's you know it's not it's it's just part of the game you have yeah. to have it there the, you know as much you just have to if you're not a pvp then you have to take precautions and make sure that you're covered and you're doing all the right things to not not get pvp and if you do then it's you know that's just part of it isn't it well then you're a pvp -er. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what though i've lately i will say and this is a humble brag i have killed a few people with a railgun I love, I don't know if they've boosted the railgun recently, but I should not be able to destroy a ship in space with a railgun while sat on the platforms of Korea um, from far away. And we had an 890 jump that we just sat by Korea. And this Gladius just came and hovered above it and was like shooting at it. And I pulled the railgun out and he, they were so far away. And I shot the railgun and it blew up. <laughs> the gladius i'm like that should not happen surely that shouldn't happen it's just a, like, a one shot blew it up one shot kill on a gladius oh. from like way over there in space maybe they don't it have shields ridiculous. on oh i have no idea i have no idea why he blew up maybe he didn't have the shields on Interesting. i i saw I, 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 I streamed it so i i looked i looked at the chat and they were like what? <laughs> No one could believe it. What? That's not right. You shouldn't be able to do that. So I don't know what's happened with the railgun, but yeah, my tip, go and get a railgun. Always have a railgun on your back, especially if you're an industrialist, because those Jeez. things are absolute beasts. Oh my gosh. It's like, hey, you're going out fishing? Make sure to bring an RPG with you. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case. Pond up. Let all the fish float to the top. I do feel <laughs> like after, with, with persistent entity streaming coming into focus, especially looking at the monthly reports, they're starting to look in other directions for gameplay. I think, I think, I think PES was a big roadblock for the folks who are designing these more industrial style gameplay. Just, just seeing the way they talk about how their options have kind of opened up and hearing about how like salvage was, was basically impossible without that, the way that they wanted to do it. I'm, yeah. I am very hopeful that within the next year we'd start to see a big shift in gameplay. I mean, we're seeing engineering be talked about with the resource network and stuff. Um, yeah. And I think they could probably work that into these locations too, you know? Yeah, the, big, the, the biggest thing that, start, that CIG can do at the moment is to improve their communication. And it's good to, it's good to show ambition, but I think most people would be happy if, I think CIG will more open and listen to people a little bit more. I, I know that's a bit of a criticism because, you know, they do a lot of great things and stuff, but I, a lot, a lot of people that I know that play Star Citizen are quite frustrated with the immediate future of the game. And I, 
they'll come back when 318 goes live, but I, I don't know if they'll stick around. Um, because it will be them, I'll come back when 319's live. I I think there's a bit of a disconnect between the, the gaming base of Star Citizen and CIG right now. So I think they, they need to be focusing on that as well as what they're developing within the game itself. Mm-hmm. You feel so like I, they're they're focusing more on the game that's mm-hmm. going to be made as opposed to the current game people are playing? Yeah. Yeah, there's a complete disconnect between... That they seem to be focusing so far on the future and this is what's going to happen and this is what's going to happen that they're, they're not really focusing on what's happening right now. Like, let's look at what's happening right now and I appreciate this is going to age your video a little bit. <laughs> Evergreen not. But uh, the, the 318 patch has been an absolute disaster. It's been a disaster. Like, the, the first one, uh, 3181 was okay, was good because it had all that new stuff in it, which was all shiny and new. The second one was quite stable. Third and fourth versions were just, I mean, they, I mean think like they're the, bringing out, you're talking bringing about the PTU waves? Yeah, the PTU waves. I think they're, they're, they're just bringing out new updates and fix hot fixes every single day right now. It's just, I went on it yesterday. I did a five hour session on Star Citizen yesterday. The first two hours, were probably the worst two hours I've ever experienced on the game. It to the point where I was laughing so much. It, I can't explain to you what was going on, but I'm it's it's montage footage style <laughs> hilarity, like trains literally glitching onto the platforms, and uh, I I would just explode in the middle of space like two or three times. Got stuck in my seat. Got into an infinite loop between the two seats. Where it was like this, I couldn't get out. I accidentally self-destructed my vehicle trying to get out. Blew a load of people up in the ship. Honestly, so many things happened. Every Solid. 30 seconds, it, it, for two and a half hours, I, I was going insane. Solid like, it session. Was, it was, and I've never, I, I've, I've honestly never, ever in a video game experienced that in my life. Even on Star Citizen, it was just crazy. So I don't yeah. know what's happening with 318. But, but do you uh, think, but that, but that, to you is telling you that they're focusing more on other stuff as opposed to 3.18? I think so, yeah. I think they're throwing a lot of resources further further beyond. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe, maybe we, we just want to see stability. You know, we just want to see stability. It's lovely bringing out new ships and, and, and focusing on, we're going to bring this and we're going to do that and over-promising certain things, which they have been guilty of doing in the past. Um, a lot and they've got better at it to be fair they have got better at this um with the adjustment of the roadmap and stuff like that for example but uh mm-hmm. this over promising and under delivering thing which is a consistent with cig is definitely an issue and it's it's alienating i think a lot of the player base you've got a lot of the hardcore people that are like pro star citizen which will fight tooth and nail that it's the greatest thing and the potential is absolutely phenomenal but they need the stability is you know we've got these things listed here that we we're going to talk about but the the biggest thing here is stability we've got to get stability down um well, i will i will definitely say it's not the best thing there is right now i have a lot more fun <laughs> playing other games but it does make sense that the game isn't stable given they just dropped the biggest technological upgrade they have in 10 years right yes however why are people who are bought into this project, which is everybody that plays this game, why have you got such an alienated 
why have you got two sides fighting each other with it within the community some saying that it's a scam and some saying that it's the greatest thing ever how how has that happened like if they've it suggests they haven't rolled this situation out correctly or they haven't communicated in some way because there's a lot of angry people there's a lot of people that are not playing star citizen right now yeah and there's a reason for that it's because they haven't been told or they've been missold at something or something's gone wrong otherwise we would all stick with the project we and i i mean i know myself and you were sticking with the project but there's a lot of people that aren't and there's a reason for that and the reason is because they've they've disconnected with their with with their fan base right it's got to be the only reason i think i i think it's a little more nuanced i think there are people who are very interested in like we were saying a little bit ago people are very interested in the game they're playing right now like you said cig markets this as a playable experience they do say that it's an alpha they do say it's always changing and that it can be a rough experience but they do market it as a playable experience so I think there are people who latch onto that and expect it to always be a playable experience. I think there are also then a group of people who are looking at the stuff that's being added, whether that be um, persistent entity streaming or hull scraping or um, the cargo refactor or these other things that kind of come in and maybe they don't feel like a fully finished game, but they show sort of the direction of the game. I yeah. think there's a large amount of people who are looking at where the game is going and saying, hey, this is what we've been waiting for. Glad to see it in the future. And they'll see an addition like persistent entity streaming and say, this is going to be super big for us in a year. But right now it's kind of buggy. So I think you just get two different sides. Like somebody, Some people are focusing on the game at hand. Some people are focusing on the game being made. The, pe- the people who see it as a project or the people who see it as a game. They're the, they're the two things. So you, yeah. the people who see it as a project are perhaps more forgiving of these things and understanding of what it actually is, which is maybe the side that I kind of sit on-ish. I've slipped into the other side a little bit of late. And then you've got the people who pick the game, buy a ship, and go, well, this isn't working. Why, why is this not working? What's all these bugs? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, I'll say I'm uninstalling yeah. it. I'm getting my money. I'm getting a refund. And then right. go yeah. complain about it on Reddit. Those so are the people there, I try and make videos for. <laughs> I like, oh, really? I'll try and make a video and be like, hey, this is going to suck. But also, it's really cool. Yeah. Like, I'm, and then, I'm and writing it a is new- really cool. It is really cool. And, and the, the potential, and we talk about this potential thing, it's, it's, it's huge. It's massive. It's, there's nothing like it. Yeah. But with the smooth and all that malarkey. But I don't like it when they change, when they do things that they don't need to do. And they check seemingly, or, I mean, I don't know. I don't work for CIG and I don't, I don't know their processes. And I assume that sometimes they fix something over here and it breaks something over here. And that's understandable. Mm. But to make decisions that are seemingly a, somebody's made a decision on, like changing the way you scan. And I don't know if that's fed into something to do with salvage because it's, come, it's happened as salvage has happened. But yeah, it kind of alienates people because you're like, well, why have you done that? And why why haven't you communicated that? You know what? You know, that's that's my thought on it. Sometimes their communication is off, and it's not great. And actually, from my experience on Spectrum, my experience of Spectrum is not great. Spectrum, I mean, <laughs> and I and I feel like the people that are managing Spectrum sometimes can be slightly. And I get it. I understand why. 
but can be slightly um, trigger happy, should we say? Spectrum like, is. Uh, it's something. That's, that's yeah. That's a place. Yeah. I'll say that much. It's, it's a place to go for giggles. I think. But, um, but it, it doesn't it demonstrate that there's a problem there though with the fan base. I think it demonstrates base. that open development is freaking hard. I honestly, I think CIG makes a lot of mistakes. Um, but I also think that we as a community are so hyper-focused on everything that it makes those mistakes a lot worse. Um, and yeah. that leads to both people arguing more and also CIG and the people who work there possibly being a little bit more defensive. You know, not to say it's any blame one way or another. I just think this is part of the process of trying to do open development. I see it sometimes with games like Satisfactory. Uh, they had to put mm -hmm. a huge video out where they talked about why they can't fix the glitches that people keep asking them to fix because it's just not worth it for the game at the moment. And mm -hmm. um, I've seen it for uh, Universe Sim, which is another early access game I tried. It just seems like it's part of the problem with open development. And it's really easy to make mistakes when you're trying to tell people what you're doing for the game without yeah. sounding unsure because it does feel like when you're making these games you don't necessarily know what solution is going to work for the problem you have you just kind of have to keep trying them um, which feeds back into what i was saying earlier which i think they're being reactive in the way they're developing the game mm -hmm. but ahead that's, of anything else but that is also then good considering you are saying that they need to start listening to the community more i think so yeah so i think so I think a good example of, of that, well, actually, let me start by saying I think we should be halfway in between those two parties, right? We should be thinking about the project that's coming, but also, obviously, we need to consider how much fun the game is, how, mm. how good the game is to play right now. And I think a good example of that is Soft Death, because Soft Death is definitely not part of the design of the game. It is a temporary holdover that they programmed and built custom so that we can experience what it's like to get blown up without actually dying because in the future we're not going to have soft death we're just going to have physical armor so it i think it does show that they are trying to make the game at the moment more fun and more complete even if it means at the expense of development time yeah i mean i i think you might be yeah i mean that that's got to be their ambition isn't it to 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 basically make the game as fun as it can be and and uh, keep the player base happy uh um you know, then there's examples of that. I just feel that um, at the moment that there's a definite dis disconnect. I appreciate we're coming off topic a little bit on this, but uh, but it is a big deal. It's a big it's a big talking point, and I and I and I think you know maybe they need to kind of I don't know <laughs> I don't know what the solution is. I'm not I'm not a developer myself. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. It's, yeah, it's I don't know. But very... all I know is that if you go onto Google Trends, for example, and you look up Star Citizen and you look up Google Trends in the last five years, we had that peak in the middle of 2022 because they were doing some great stuff with 317 and stuff. I thought it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. But ever since kind of, I would say probably since end of, end of the year, I think we've, de we've definitely seen a downward trajectory on, on this game. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, the wait for 318 and, uh, is you know, rough. Yeah, and 318 has got, has, has got bad rep. Although it's brought some great things, it's, it's undeserved. It's brought some really cool things. So it's it's kind of I'm I'm mixed on it. <laughs> yeah, I I personally think this is one of those times we're gonna look back at and people are gonna realize it wasn't as big a deal as it was. Um, I think part of the reason that 318 is is grinding people wrong, 
the the wrong way is because um it was revealed a while ago the features don't feel as new and fresh and everybody's still playing on broken 317 but in the reality of it i think it makes sense that they didn't force us into 318 when they could have for marketing purposes and mm -hmm. instead let both versions of the game live so that people who didn't want to deal with the 318 stuff still got to play in the the equally as broken 317. yeah i see 317 as nostalgia when I go rock mining because it's the old way of doing it. So if I want to do rock mining, I go three one seven. I guess nostalgia, you. and then yeah, three one eight is just like the new world for me. Let's um let's talk about the last location that they've been working heavily on the upgraded outposts, which in my opinion aren't outposts; they look like towns at this point. Mm. Um, but also can offer I think some of the same kind of gameplay as underground facilities. When you, we've been following these towns for a while, these outposts, what do you think of them compared to what we have right now in Stanton? I mean, they're, they're the future, aren't they? They're the variations into the different systems, I think this is where they're going to go with it. I, I, I like them. I, I've, I'm, I really like the idea of, the, of ruins, stuff like that as well, though. And uh, I want to see more ruins. I want to see yeah. more ancient stuff, you know. Um, I want to see, like, uh, you know, shrines and stuff like that kicking in um so i'd love to see more of that but obviously for missions and and contracts and stuff like that i think they're pretty cool and the outposts themselves these kind of these kind of mini city well, they're not they're not really cities they're kind of like mini mini hubs mini towns i mean depending really on where hoping, you live <laughs> depending on where you live, yeah. yeah i'm kind of hoping that's you're going to get like exclusive things there so like ex maybe there'll be places where you can buy and sell really unique things that you can't find anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea of like a marketplace and, uh, you know, we can buy and sell, but I, I like the idea of unique missions, uh, probably unique bounties and stuff like that, but they're, they're really cool. I like them. I, I do. I, any variation on the game is a good thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would love for the ruins, like you said, for them to start adding more narrative items, like, things you can find and maybe data pads or something that you can read and learn more about the area. The, the history. Yeah. Talk more about the history and the, uh, you know, find, find ancient kind of artifacts and uh, dare I say treasure hunts. I wanted, I want treasure hunts in Star Citizen. Absolutely. How, how cool would that be? Everyone gets, you can get yourself a shovel, right? But go buy yourself a shovel at a refinery. I don't Laser know. Laser shovel. Laser shovel. <laughs> And then Star Citizen randomly, random event, random events that they can just drop in every now and then. Guys, we've heard about this. We've potentially there's this thing over here somewhere in this ruin. Go find it. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody just goes cool. with a with a shovel to try and find this unique item. It How cool would a, that be? It would give a sense of history too. Cause it's like yeah. you get dropped into this system with four planets, twelve moons, dozens of space stations, thousands of people. And all this corp corporatocracy going on, and you have no context. Like nobody's right. explaining why Ninetales is killing people. Nobody's explaining why Hurston's not selling weapons. Like it'd be nice yeah. to discover these things that tell you more about this. And also have a mission in a forest or something like that. We don't have enough natural kind of environments where we can go and do missions. You know, it's always bunkers or it's like out in space bounty hunting or whatever. The way you said that, uh, the bunkers. Stupid bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the towns are very cool. I hope that we can see 
they'd probably have to do something to justify this, but I would really like to see outposts or as we're calling them villages that are like much closer together, uh, 50 kilometers, a hundred kilometers. And, and I would love to get like convoy missions in between there where it's like, Oh, you can protect or destroy a convoy going in between these two towns. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff feels like low hanging fruit. Or be of, the convoy security. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You sat on you sat on the convoy, like you know. You run the turret while an with NPC a drives yeah. to the other city, and your whole thing is just to keep it safe. Yeah, and and like it goes up as a bounty mission or something. Like people can come and attack you, or yeah. NPCs can attack you, and you're just yeah. like bring it on, shoot from the shoot up to the skies. I or rail guns. Oh my goodness, <laughs> rail guns from Gladius. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think these towns could offer. Again, I mean, it's just like the the underground facilities, just another area archetype for you to go and meet mission givers and find interesting items and like maybe buy something that you can't buy at other locations. There's so much potential. And I know that's kind of the theme for Star Citizen is potential, but you can see that the locations teams are really doing their job. I, I can't wait to see what the props narrative and sandbox teams do to kind of fill in all of that with some other stuff. The, and let's talk about the art, artistic stuff because the, the the locations are absolutely stunning. Oh yeah, like there they, they, is a cracking job on those. They look amazing. Yeah, they. Like, I think everybody can agree that's like the one thing that Star Citizen always kind of nails is their yeah. their artists, the the graphics themselves, the visuals, are the great. vibe, the environments, yeah. the 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 sense of being out in the middle of nowhere. Have it's, you ever gotten? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, you were going to say something way more interesting than me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, sir. Um, have you ever heard the statement, Star Citizen is going to be outdated in graphics yes. before, before it ends up being fun? They're going to have to switch to a new Unity engine. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> uh, you, so do you, you think that's true? Yeah. You oh no, that- no, I don't think. Well, the only time games get—I mean, there's examples of games in the '90s that still look good, but that's because their their graphics are kind of done in an artistic way. I don't think that's Star Citizen. Well, but there's how about how about this? Take um, was it Red Dead Redemption Two? When did that come out? Five years ago. And how would you say it compares to AAA games coming out now graphically? It's still on par. So still on par. It does feel like. Honestly, in terms of photorealism, graphics aren't really changing that much. It, yeah. it feels more like it's the details, like lighting and stuff. And from what we've seen, it seems like the engine team can keep updating lighting year after year if they need to. I mean, if you're going to say, is Star Citizen going to become graphically outdated anytime soon? And the answer is absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. But, but at some point, all games... Unless you yeah. can keep developing at some point and you know, you're gonna to get to a stage, aren't you, where the graphics are need to need to jump to another level. But right. it's not gonna happen anytime soon. I can't see Star Citizen being laughed at for its graphics. Do um anytime soon. I don't actually I haven't played any MMOs. I know MMOs last a really long time. I haven't kept up with any of them, but like World of Warcraft or Eve Online, stuff like that, do they still uh, hold their own graphically, or are they pretty outdated looking at this point? Eve, Eve does, but that's because it's had lots of different mini updates over the years, I suppose. World of Warcraft looks old, but that's built around 
that's built around a community and it's 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 really really nailed its missions and its its quests and stuff like that so there's thousands of things to do i don't really play well what i used to but i don't now but it, it i know a lot of people that still play it and it, yeah. it's it's the content it's what you can do within the game and that is actually something that's a bit dangerous for star citizen right now because some may argue that there's not that level of content in the game right now oh absolutely not and that's the risk so they if they do want to become <laughs> world of warcraft 2.0 oh if they do gosh. want to do that we need to get to a stage where we've got a lot to do within the game because right. that's what will that's what will keep the game going for many many years mm-hmm it's not what what it looks like it's how it plays and at it's the not, moment it falls short it's not what it looks like but i will say this if for some weird crazy reason the content doesn't actually come i think we're already starting to see it come in in higher doses but if it doesn't it it would be nice to still have a nice pretty game to look at like <laughs> at the for very sure, end of yeah. the day i'd love to be able to get in a spaceship and go look at planets and be like okay this still looks good but ultimately as well there's a huge selection of people that make their own gameplay loops like yeah. the role play or the i mean you just have to look at citizen kate, kate and and these people they they make their own gameplay they don't need people to make the gameplay for them yeah to set the missions and there's a there there is a vast majority a lot of people in star citizen that do that for themselves yeah it's and a so sandbox think, game you know just for that just for that if you can get more people in that are of that mindset then the game will be just fine yeah just just fine um, and you'll get you'll get rid of the instant, you know, the 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 low level gamers who are people who want things immediately and get bored easily and you know, go. go to well, that's game. what the building interiors are for, right? The people who need a mission in the city to do right now. I need to go into a building and shoot yeah. someone, or else this game's not fun. Just be like, okay, yeah. go, well, go down that street. And to be street. fair, it takes an hour to do anything. It took me two hours yesterday to do anything. So yeah, that's what I, I mean. I, I so, get it. I get why people will be critical. They start critical of that. They start building out the cities with this stuff, then it won't take an hour. It'll take 10 minutes no. to get there. It's kind of yeah. like how the Siege of Orson, or not Siege of Orson, the new Orson missions in 318 are. You literally just walk to the next building, take a tram, and you're in a mission. So I think um, if they can keep on building stuff like that, at least for people who need that instant gratification, something will be yeah. there. Yeah, um, but it's, 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 it's the, it's the, um, don't forget the industrialist players because they are the people that will stick around th- through thick and thin. And they're the people who will make their own game loops. And they're the people that are, you know, from my experience, the people that will support the project for yeah. the long term. Pirates need so, targets. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Last couple of questions I wanted to ask you about this. I got so a question. About, okay. Yes. Hit me. Where did you get your t-shirt from? Fourth wall. <laughs> and is it available on your merch store it is indeed along with <laughs> some fantastic sho- socks um <laughs> i can i can shoot you the link for it after this yeah. but yeah we've got we've got a couple different pieces we've been slowly starting to build out our collection we got some socks and mugs and stickers and stuff and we want nice. to do something fun in the future but you know it, it what we've discovered you really gotta you gotta have a lot of scale to get deeper into like merch and interesting items because otherwise it's just expensive yeah yeah Yeah. scale as in have a warehouse maybe in an underground facility to store your your merch maybe (laughs) that's what it is su boxes (laughs) (laughs) that's where it's going maybe you could you could do do you know what i remember the day um where 
you had games like Second Life, um, where there was a lot of corporate interest in selling stuff through the games. Mm-hmm. So there was like marketplaces and stuff like that where you actually sold your merchandise through the game, which was really cool. Oh, that's and interesting. I, do you reckon that's going to come into Star Citizen at some point where you get like them trying to sell things through the game? Honestly, I think the less they do that, the better. Um, people have floated the idea that like a way they could make money is offer real companies advertising space in game yeah and i think billboards yeah i i wouldn't like that i think what i would like is if they well okay i would like it if instead of just throwing like let's say coca-cola wanted to do advertising in there instead of just throwing a coca-cola ad on there like develop an in-fiction brand that represented them. You know, same colors, kind of the same iconography, really close, do a little partnership with Coke and then put that in the game. I think that would be cool, but that's, so that's a lot that's, of work. that's obviously going to be that brand, but is slightly twisted to be in the world of Star Citizen. Yeah. Like you're a more... Breaking, you're not breaking the fourth wall by yeah. doing, look at this amazing, immersive, futuristic thing. And by the way, here's a current product that you can buy from all shops in real life. Like honestly, yeah. they could they could literally put a, a a model of the Moby Glass that like just change it so that it looks like Apple, right? It's Microtech <laughs> is very similar to Apple. Like switch it up a little bit, let them do Other their advertising, exist. whatever. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and and you can customize accordingly, and and then I think do you reckon they'll have an internal internet? <laughs> we go onto your console and you can actually expand the console a little bit more so you, you've got like almost an internal internet within the game. that's kind of like what Spectrum is supposed to be. Because Spectrum mm-hmm. is supposed to be in-game. It, it's on the website right now, but it's supposed to be in-game where you get oh, like know that. news feeds, you're supposed to be able to view documentaries, you're supposed to be able to talk to oh. people, like all that stuff. So kind of like that. that. Yeah. yeah, but it's not. Not yet, no. It, <laughs> of course. Um, and that's how things are. That's one of my main caveats with the game you have to go through the website to do so many things that should be in the game but Mm. you know it's it's alpha um okay last question we've talked about these on the ground locations building interiors underground facilities expanded outposts um do you think that they're doing a lot of ground-based gameplay that kind of you would rather see them do with space-based locations ah you see a lot of my stuff that I really enjoy is ground-based. Okay. So because of the atmosphere. Yeah. So I'm going yeah. to be completely biased in my response to that. And, and I think people may disagree with me. So I'm going to say I'd like to see more ground-based stuff. Oh, but, he wants to double down. Yeah. Yeah. However, I appreciate that it's a space game. <laughs> As people say to me all the Forgot time. Forgot about that. It's a space game that should be in space. But I disagree. I think, I think a good mixture of everything is... The best medicine yeah so do i but give us more ground missions <laughs> uh, give, give us mining rock gray cat rock missions please a Thanks. good mixture of everything meaning 80 percent ground based please yeah yeah I... well how about this what's something that that makes something that's so remote that you need a ship to get to but you can't get close to because of security no i know i know it sounds like bunkers but uh you have to land the ship in close proximity to the area and then you have to drive ground vehicles to get to. But then you have someone on the back with a gun <laughs> defending while you drive like a Jeep, like a, a Jeep style car, uh, a, like a fancy, like steroided uh, PTV. Yeah. You know? Like the Cyclone TR. Right. Yeah. But something, something wacky and crazy, like, like a big beastie thing that you can get like five or six people on with multiple guns. 
Yeah. You know, you know, do you remember the A team, right? <laughs> the A team had military vehicles like um, Land Rovers with multiple guns on the back and they used to always flip over and crash in the opening sequence or whatever. But they had those guns and you had two people with the guns and they were fun. You get two people on the back of a Jeep shooting while another person drives and you've got a passenger seat who's just looking at the view or whatever. But it, it, that would be fun. Go somewhere where you have to drive a vehicle into an open location like a scrapyard, which we already have a scrapyard, and then have like NPCs shooting at you, but you can stay in the vehicle and shoot the... You know, or ground vehicle combat, chase, car chase. I want to see a car chase. Honestly, this sounds like the kind of stuff they could package with these outposts. Just have yeah. hostile outposts that you have to drive hostile into. Outposts. Yeah. People in, in like tank warfare. Why have we got tanks right now? Tank warfare. Let's get tanks Because they're involved. fun. Yeah, but let's get more tanks. <laughs> let's, 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 let's bring World of Tanks into Star Citizen. Oh World my gosh. Star Citizen. Let's, oh let's boy. do it. Oh, you're going to get this podcast canceled. <laughs> oh, no. You're combining two, two uh, very, very excited communities with that kind of a theory. Yeah. Well, but, I'm allowed to do that because I cover a lot of tanks. And how, how, how is that in comparison? Frustrating, incredibly frustrating at times, especially when you're not very good at it. But uh, huge learning curve. Hello, Star Citizen, with your combat. But... Uh, yeah, no, it's, I think they need to do more of that sort of stuff. You know, I like, I'm, and this is speaking as a person that doesn't do PvP, I kind of enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Kind of enjoy those, those tank calls. You see orgs do it all the time. They'll, they'll try and, it's hard to organize anything in Star Citizen, but yeah. you'll get like 4v4 tanks and then they blow up and then you run out of undersuits where you spawn on the carrick and you can't go anywhere. And yeah, that's the end of the game. That's when it starts to get complicated. Yeah. You have to take like a thousand undersuits. Well, I'm going to have a complaint now. Why do you spawn without an undersuit? Like, I get you in your medical gown, but what if you're on a Carrick or an 890 jump and you spawn, you've got no, you're in your medical gown, you can't get out the ship, you're stuck in it. I mean, that's kind of an exploit if you can, right? You just keep dying and spawning undersuits? Yes. I didn't think of that. <laughs> but then maybe, maybe, maybe it should just, if they're special undersuits. That have a limited shelf life or they they phase out if you don't use them or something toilet paper be, undersuits yeah they don't have to be beacon suits or they could at least just be medical gowns that you can put some kind of a mask on oxygen mask or something so you can at least go outside to get out somewhere to like you know get in another ship or something enough for that not enough to last maybe they have a limited oxygen supply I think the big problem there is just that we haven't had a way to persistently keep things on ships like once we have persistent entity streaming and, and lockers and we can start to have 10 undersuits on our Carrick, it'd make a little bit more sense at least. Yeah. Yeah. And but I'd I like do, to, you know, I'd like to see more, more facility. I'd like to see like a shed, uh, the two SCU boxes I need to bring into the game. Um, you know, the other thing is like, if you're doing a, a, a an event like that where you have to spawn in tanks then you're probably next to an outpost and like the the worst part is just that the outposts don't have shops so i think if they could get these new outposts in and you have a place where you could just buy an undersuit when you get there that mm. would be better yeah yeah i, I think so but I, the amount of times that we've done like an event and we've had to think ahead and gone okay well we need a carrot so we can respawn on the, mm-hmm. at the event yeah but also we have to think about getting multiple you know all of the all of the different gears so that you're set to go back into whatever event it is but sometimes it just fails and you end up just 
And actually, lately, I've noticed that you end up uh, not spawning on the ship at all. You end up back in New Babbage or something, even though I set my set to Area 18. Really? 317? Yeah. Mm. That's a bummer. Mm. Yeah, I've run into a couple of those issues. So it but, makes eventing hard. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. I think, I think these bigger, more substantial locations are going to start to flesh out our facilities and kind of decentralize us from not just spawning at the same space station all the time because they have talked mm. about also having habs in the um in the derelict outposts which i imagine if there are like beds and habs in the derelict outposts then maybe we can expect regeneration beds in ugfs or the actual outposts but we'll have to see what they do there because it would be very nice if you could just die and spawn at the nearest village and It'd be amazing if you could die there. and spawn at a village yeah yeah instead of a ridiculous space station or, or a, a planet that takes yeah what is this a space sim or something yeah, I'm trying to spawn in space i'm gonna have to call this episode like take Random. the star out of star citizen <laughs> yeah <laughs> call it land citizen <laughs> literally citizen that's it that'd be awesome uh, i i i think i hope i guess that we can hear more about that this year but Star Streams, yeah. that about wraps up everything that I had to ask today. Um, I think this was a really good talk, a good look into these new locations. There are some pretty significant changes, I think, coming to the game based on what we're seeing from these underground facilities and building interiors. I think the outposts are kind of an upgrade, but these other two feel like a real step in a different direction in terms of how they want these locations to work. So thank you for joining me and talking about them for a bit, um, sharing your thoughts. Before we go... Would like to give you a chance to ask any questions you want um and if you have none then also to just let people know where they can find your own content oh well i am star streams and so it's youtube.com star forward slash star streams two arts by the way as in ringo star see see what i did there on the screen there so, on the screen there right there right there somewhere and uh yeah so basically i cover a lot of star citizen stuff i do a lot of live streaming uh, community stuff, just hanging out, doing silly things, a lot of mining and stuff like that. And then I do a bit of variety as well around. I'm not 100% Star Citizen, but I do I do sort of other games as well that I enjoy, and I often sort of collaborate with other people as well. So it's pretty cool. It's fun. Cool. So well, thank end. you, thank you again for joining me. It's thank been you. a great talk and a good chance to catch up. I always uh, yeah always appreciate when we get to talk. Me too. Will... It's fun, isn't it? The yeah. giggle. It's good yeah. times. And for anybody who, well, I guess actually this will be coming out afterwards, but we will be doing some GeoGuessr Geo this weekend. So looking forward yeah. to that. It's good. Um, but I'd like to thank everybody who came to listen or watch on YouTube if you are. If you don't like the ads, the audio platform does have no ads and it is supported by our supporters who are able to come in and watch this live, ask questions, and talk to the guests. Um, so thank you, everybody who is tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you got some some brain fuzz going got to think about your own ideas feel free to post them down below we'll try to check them out and read what you have to say but other than that this has been the launch sequence i've been your host space tomato lovely guest star streams joining me today and uh i will see you all next week bye